0: I came to tell you, I wanted to see you. You have to leave now, never
1: come back here. Have you ever heard of insect politics? Insects don't have politics.
0: Hello, boils and ghouls. I am Madeline Mythos, your favorite pervert, here with the glamorous and always spooky Queen Cujo, and we are the Guillotine Girls. And today we are going to be talking about the master of body horror, a man who makes us say what the fuck more than HP Lovecraft stories, Mr. David Cronenberg, the sexiest director to ever hit the world. <laughs>
1: Um, uh, okay. Sexy. Uh, sure, why not?
0: Uh, Yeah. No? Is that just me? Is that just a Madeline thing? uh, Yeah, it is just like a Madeline thing. Because,
1: (laughs) I'm like, eh, he looks like everybody's dad in the 80s, you know?
0: So... And and weirdly, you you know who my dad looks a lot like? Joe Bob Briggs. He looks like Joe Bob. My dad looks a lot like Joe Bob Briggs. Like, I could, if you told me Joe Bob Briggs was my father's, like, older brother or something, I would say, yeah, uh uh-huh, 110%. percent related. (laughs) Yeah, so, all of you folks out there who are lucky enough to have a dad that, well, no, that's weird, no. no. Mm -mm. (laughs) What what was that? It's good, I like it. I'm like, what else about him? she agrees I don't know if you heard him in the background what is and- <laughs> my God and in today's show wow that was a se- segue in the dads the fathers the fathers the fathers you're going to be covering the fly a remake Woo! an actual good remake because it has practical effects and it's not made by house is Blumhouse.
1: that how you're gonna describe Blumhouse fucking movies from now on as house Yes, you're gonna have a fucking. You're gonna have a fit. You're gonna have an epileptic fit, like yes. pronouncing that fucking name from now on.
0: Yes, this is me now.
1: <laughs> oh Jesus! Yes, 1986, The Fly, starring Gina Davis and Jeff Eccentric Goldblum. Some some Goldie, some Gold Bloom. He's he's crazy as hell too, because. I don't know. I can never say anything negative about Jeff Goldblum ever.
0: Me neither. I've heard things about him, but it's like, we're kind of in the, this weird age. Cause you know, there's that picture that came out where he, he was with like one of the Olsen twins or something. These two younger way. women were like hanging on him and he had oh. his hand around one of their necks, but it was not in the bad way. And there were, okay, <laughs> Apparently, half the female population went, oh my God, that's so gross. He's so much older than them and look what he's doing. And then the other half of us went, daddy. Daddy.
1: He's <laughs> his daddy. Apparently that's like,
0: the, the, the term he's using. Like, oh my God. I did not know that Jeff Goldblum was so freaking hot until seeing this single picture.
1: He's just kind of awkward because, like, his acting style, the way that he, like, he does his mannerisms when he does act, it's, like, a lot of, uh, yes, uh, no, 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 and then he goes into it, but people, people don't tear him apart about it. That, I guess, is, like, a tick that he has.
0: I don't know. Like, someone would, like, he probably would do really bad in a job interview and then probably say something to him about that stuff. But movies were, like, yeah, it's awesome. Speaking of movies. Totally buy that someone who talks like this would know a lot about dinosaurs. Yeah.
1: Hey, Guillotine Girls podcast listeners. My name is Stephen DeRock, and I'm the writer, director, and producer of an upcoming independent horror short film called The Rage. If you guys would like to follow us and support us, we are on Instagram and Facebook. Our username is at The Rage Film. We are currently hosting a campaign and raising funds for our project. You guys can purchase perks such as t shirts, digital copies, posters, and much more. And if you'd like to receive 15% off your order, you guys can use the discount code Guillotine. Team. Thank you for your support, and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Uh, what was it? You want to go into the, the pickups and the watches?
0: Yeah! Uh, You want to go first, and I'll put all my stuff together out of my yes. box? Out of, uh, out of your box? I mean, a box that got shipped to me, not... I don't store things in there, not movies.
1: Alright, well, I will definitely go into my... I'm going to go into my... Recent watches. Um, I recently watched Tamara, It's on Hulu, and that was an interesting fucking movie. Oh, what did you um, think? Because I've seen that. I actually liked it. I didn't hate it because, it, but it does have a lot of things where I'm like, uh, "This doesn't make any sense." But still, I kind of liked it. Uh, there. So Shudder has this thing where they have a list of things that are leaving their cri- uh, their collection, and so a lot of it is like the black the black exploitation movies like Scream, Blackula Scream and Sugar Hill. So I watched those and then they also decided to add all of the Maniac Cop series. So I watched Maniac Cop Mm three and oh yeah. And then I tried to go through all of my, my Blu-ray collection as much as I can. Um, I saw we summon the darkness that has, has Johnny Knoxville in it. And it's about metalheads, and it's just—it was interesting. It was actually okay. It's—it's it's very much a slasher movie, and yeah, that—that that is it for recent watches. But I have picked up some Blu-rays. I recently watched the thing, and I purchased it, and I found the collector's edition from Screen Factory.
0: Oh, I have that. That's a good one.
1: And it's a- like the audio is really nice. Like it's nice and crisp. And I feel like it certain thing, like certain parts of certain scenes were kind of doctored a little bit. So there is some, you know, the, uh, the visual is a little different here and there, but it's real clean. And I wasn't mad or anything about it. And then another pickups I found, I found the gate with Steven Dorf when he was a kid. Ooh. Yeah. Another good an- one. And then this copy, this collector's edition of They Live, which is fucking crazy
0: looking for a DVD. Yeah,
1: they. Which which one is that? That's
0: not. Was that Screen Factory?
1: Yes, this is Screen Factory, and it's cool because like the back is is I like the back, and then the front has this really cool like mashed together
0: of the best artists to do their covers. Like their covers are phenomenal. They always have great stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I wish that was Scream Factory that I recently bought was The Craft because their cover is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's not like this one that I recently bought, which is just basically the four girls, and it's a Blu-ray. You know? I don't own... I didn't own any of these movies, and I'm like, well, I need to, like, add this to my collection because I don't have any of those. So that was my recent watches and pickups.
0: Cool. So um, besides watching Bob's Burgers over and over <laughs> again, man, I've been so bad. I haven't really watched a whole lot. Um, I mean, tonight that's going to change because I did pick up some movies. Uh-huh. Uh, I picked up The Doom Generation, yes. which I had never seen. I found that randomly. And I was like, oh, wow, this looks so 90s. And I really, really, really miss the 90s. So I'm going to bask in this. And I'm going to put on one of my old, like, slip dresses with a flannel (laughs) and my Doc Martens. Because that's what we actually fucking wore in the 90s. Target. And and I'm just going to enjoy life again. And then I also got um, my Severin package finally had, yeah um finally because that was a lot of fun uh two two movies two fulci teacher t-shirt, t-shirts which i'm not going to complain about i got enigma which is enigma. a fulci movie i have not seen yet because usually when i go to watch it someone tells me oh god don't it sucks it's so bad <laughs> <laughs> but i own it now on blu-ray and uh demonia which is a non-splitation film which i have a lot of non-sploitation films and I don't purposely go out to get them but I have a lot of them
1: just acquire a lot
0: yeah as two t-shirts you know based on those movies with some pretty cool art you know not bad stuff that's not that's really cool so that was uh, yeah that that was my pickups I won't mention that I also have been watching a whole lot of the makeup drama I'll just leave that out <laughs> we'll about that way too much last one. But yeah, so that's you know, Severin. Oh, and we I think you ordered it too. Ordered the uh ox set Friday 13th through Shout Factory.
1: It's expensive,
0: the and magnificent, but it's so pretty. It is. So- it is. Yes. It was it was like okay, yeah, I have over to the money for this. that crying. A lot of money. All the Friday the 13th movies, unfortunately, <sighs> including Jason Goes to Hell and the remake. I actually
1: like the remake. Don't hate me.
0: <laughs> I, I don't hate you for that. It's okay. I I enjoy Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter, so it's cool. We're all allowed to like bad things.
1: <laughs> That's what makes us all different. We're just fucking crazy,
0: really. How could they lug that fucking movie? <laughs> How does Madeline keep watching Veronica? Even she doesn't know. But do you just put
1: it on when you're folding clothes? Do you just put it on when you're, like, cleaning the house or something?
0: It's it's now been, if I have a really, really bad day at work, it's like, okay, is this a bad Need the Greasy Strangler or, or Need Beratica? And some days it's like, yeah, life kind of sucks right now, but at least I can't say that I directed this entire mess. I can't. <laughs> Like, life sucks, but at least I didn't direct Veronica. At least I didn't half-ass my
1: work and, and made a, you know, shitty movie.
0: Right. But it, it's just funny. It's just, it, it's so bad. It's funny, especially the spider. It's like, he's, it's just hilarious. The whole thing's the fight. it's the funniest movie. It really is. I can't even. I've seen it
1: once, and I've seen Gracie Strangler, like, twice, and I'm like, nope, no more. None of that. I'm good. Lloyd uh, a-
0: should do a disaster artist but based on Veronica oh, God, like movie
1: where they're all half-assing the whole fucking movie like I did like- not, get I did not.
0: <laughs> you know like just showing like on the set like there's someone doing lip injections in the corner or so. <laughs> <laughs> that's putting- another thing about that movie it's almost like Glenn said okay all of you know- need to go get your lips done three hours before filming now go
1: we need hot topic
0: clothing
1: and we need spirit store backdrops in the back and we need several pictures of spoons or some shit like that (laughs) some dumb shit
0: like that i'm like "Mm." wish.com wigs
1: (laughs) oh yeah and they'll show up like months after the fucking production's over what the fuck is this?
0: <laughs> All
1: right. Did you want to go into the fly?
0: I think you're making a mistake. I think you really want to talk to me. Sorry, I have three other interviews to do before this party's over. Yeah, but they're not working on something that will change the world as we know it. They say they are. Yeah, but they're lying. There is a limit, even to the imagination. Human teleportation. Molecular decimation, breakdown, and reformation is inherently purging. Where our greatest creations meet our deepest fears. Something went wrong, Seth. When you went through, something went wrong.
1: You are about to go beyond that limit.
0: Those weird hairs that were growing out of your back, I had them analyzed, but they were definitely not human. If you saw how scared and angry and desperate he is. I'm sure Typhoid Mary was
1: a very nice person, too, when you saw her socially. No. You're afraid to be destroyed and recreated, aren't
0: you? You're changing, Seth. Everything about you is changing. Oh, no. What's happening to me? Am I dying? I want to know what's going on. What does the disease want? Wants to turn me into something else.
1: Oh, no, a fly. Got into the transmitter pond with me that first time when I was alone. Don't go
0: back to it. Could be contagious. Uh, I'm afraid. Don't be afraid. No, be afraid. Be very afraid. Let's talk about the gross, the fly. Okay, wow. because yes, too. Wow.
1: So it's based on a short story that was also made into a 1958 film starring Vince
0: Price. Actually, uh, it was a short story that was in Playboy. Really? It, yeah, it was um, published in Playboy in 1957, um, and. I used to get Playboy because, and let me tell you what, if someone actually says to you, I get it for the articles, they may not be full of shit because Playboy has some <laughs> fantastic short stories and some really great just articles. I, um, whole story about a guy that w- he was on a date with a girl and they, a, a serial killer or something, abducted them, stabbed them, and threw them in the river and they both survived. And it was the whole story of them surviving, like slowly bleeding out while being in the middle of nowhere. Cause they were thrown in a river and hypothermia. It was crazy. It was a great article, but yeah, it was in there. And then someone found it went, wow, this is so good. It got turned into a movie a year later.
1: I never knew that. I never knew that. And also I always thought that, you know, you basically got playboy because you liked all that airbrush titties and,
0: and everything. Uh, a boyfriend appreciated the airbrush titties. Um, <laughs>
1: Any man and would appreciate it. Right,
0: right. And I appreciated the, uh, you know, I did really enjoy the articles. There were some goodbye references for me as working on anatomy at the time. And also, they would have um, a lot of independent artists. Like, they're, once a year, I forget which month, they would actually have a collection of people's art. And it wasn't all erotic or even pinup art. Uh-huh. So, you know, not a bad magazine. I don't know what's going on with it these days, but back bad in the day. Back in the day. I mean, that's how we back. got the fly. So that's, that's always cool. It.
1: I never knew that. That was so fucking weird that it came from a Playboy article.
0: It, it's kind of crazy how fast things were made into, a mov- into movies back then. Because the Bad Seed went from being a book to a year later, a stage play to another. Yep. There's the zoomies. <laughs> there they <laughs> are. To another year later, being a movie. The Patty McCormick bad seed, right? Yeah, the Patty McCormick bad seed, which still holds up. That Okay, Patty McCormick had to be the best child actress. I mean, she was scary. And it wasn't a case of they got, like, an 18-year-old who happens to be really short to play kid. She was actually only nine when she did that movie, and wow. It wasn't like the orphan, right? Right, it wasn't like the orphan. She was actually a just a little girl who was a hardcore psychotic.
1: Yeah. And I, it actually was- I like that movie. That was a really oh, yeah. like bad seed. Yeah. You know, I don't normally like a lot of old school movies, but like though, like that one in particular is pretty good too.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and it was filmed like a stage play. And then I love how at the end, they actually add a little bit of humor. Cause I mean, the whole movie is so tense And the fact they kill a kid at the end of the movie was so taboo back then, even if the kid's a serial killer. Um, And uh, I forget the actress who plays her mother, but puts her over her knee and starts fake spanking her. And it's like, thank you. (laughs) I needed to laugh after this horrific film. Uh, So, yeah. And then um, Vincent Price was in the original movie and then he starred in the sequel. And then we go from Vincent Price to Jeff Goldblum. That was... (laughs) I don't know if that, that's a, a yeah, I can see that jump or bizarre. Though this whole like this is a very different tone from of course the nineteen fifty-eight movie. <laughs> Cause I feel bad
1: because I didn't even watch the original movie. I'm just so terrible about that. I'm like, oh,
0: oh I live um, with it. It's I have to say this, all three fly movies are rip your heart out of your freaking chest movies. All three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, The the sequel to the original not so much it's more like the whole it's more like the monster sci-fi, but the original, the so they realize what happened he's married he has a son, his wife sees what happened to him and he tells her you need to find the fly that has my head on it so they confuse them i mean the science actually in the in this movie is a lot more it kind of makes more sense than in the 58 and so who do you send to catch any type of insect a a boy a little boy so she sends her son to find the fly with the white head and he catches the fly with the white head which throughout the movie she's like did you find it yet did you find it yet like he keeps coming up and no i'm sorry no He finally gets the fly, but the fly flew away, and he comes to his mother crying that he found the fly with the white head, but it got away. And the mother starts violently shaking him, screaming and crying about it, and he has no idea why. It's it's and then they, you know, the famous scene where they find the fly with the white head, and it's going to be eaten by a spider, very very slowly, and they crush the spider and him with the. Boulder, instead of flicking the spider away and saving him, and then taking him to the lab to fix what happened. I, that's one part of the movie I always hate. I'm like, this this is the slowest spider in the history of film. You it, could save your friend to build up dramatic response,
1: of course. And they've yeah. used that scene in The Simpsons. By the way, that's funny. <laughs> yep. I so we I think like Gina Davis and friggin' Zaddy himself. Jeff were married during this period of time when they were working together. I what I didn't know yeah, they, were they were married, they were married, they were married. So, like, they I think they met during because there was the movie Transylvania 65,000 6, or something.
0: Oh, that's so I love that movie.
1: That is the movie, one. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Um, they I think they met during that and then they were doing this one and then they did Earth Girls Are Easy and they were married for like a short period of time. And then they divorced.
0: Wow. Their marriage survived Earth Girls are easy?
1: Kinda, if that makes <laughs> any sense.
0: <laughs> I had no idea that those two were married.
1: Huh. Yeah. But I, I don't know. She, They had a way with working with each other that was really, like, you could take the awkwardness of Goldbloom and then you could take, like, the strong... The strong woman type of Gina Davis, which you know, yes, she's she's fucking hot as hell. I love her in that movie. Actually, love her in a lot of other movies too.
0: Oh yeah, she's so she's just so likable. I I can't. It, she just is. She's just. It's like I like her. I want to be her friend, and it kind of makes what she has to deal with in this movie even worse. It's like, no, not Gina Davis. She didn't do anything to deserve all this bullshit.
1: Need to imp- be impregnate by some fly dude, and it's in such
0: a weird place in the relationship. It's like, wow, this guy's really great, the sex is great, he's smart, he bathes, you know. <laughs> and, and you start really liking, think, wow, this might be him, this might really go somewhere, like at a few month period, and then you find out like he's a furry, and then your heart just breaks, and it's like, no. It was so perfect. Well, in this case, he's he's turned himself into a fly man. Well, the whole pot thing. I mean, when they
1: okay, when they meet at that cocktail party
0: and mm-hmm. they're
1: like, Oh, you know, he's all trying to impress her, and she's a reporter, by the way, in this movie. Um, she's she's like, Who well, well, you know what makes you what 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 makes you the way you are and he's like well you know i have these pods and i'm working on transportation and blah 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 and and you should come to my place which if any man tells you that they're working on anything in this storyline just to get you back to their house don't fucking go bad idea don't don't i don't want to see jeff Gobloom's you know space pods especially when he's bare ass naked in them no i don't need that <laughs> you probably don't tell me you would well, I would go
0: very cautiously. <laughs> but she's a reporter. And mm-hmm. he invites her over as a reporter. Yeah. And then he shows her like, hey. Late at th- night. Yeah. It's like, hey, I don't know. I, I no. sometimes I think I have the best survival instinct in the world. And then sometimes I'm like, wow, it's a good thing serial killers aren't a thing anymore, because I'd be dead. <laughs> Well, I mean, a lot a lot of movies from like the late 80s and early 90s, it was reporter slash person who figure out how to do A, B, or C. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's that. And he's wearing a nice suit. Those pods are pretty cool looking. They're looking a bit Cronenberg-like. <laughs> if I saw those, I'd be like, "Wow, well, those are actually, you know, kind of futuristic art deco. I appreciate your design choice. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh no. I <laughs> I mean and he's got an apartment that he can have his own lab in, so he's gotta be making some decent money. Yeah, he's
1: gotta store the baboons that he's gonna blow up later and microwave to death, basically, right? <laughs> oh yeah, and um speaking of so apparently he had two of them. I felt sorry for the first one because he turned into like one of the things from he the had. thing.
0: Yeah, he had two baboons. Where does a man Get two baboons. Is this where like does- with tiger <laughs> Where does a man get a tiger? <laughs> where, where, where it's like you can find what, what did they say? You can buy a freaking tiger for $1,200? Mm-hmm. What does a baboon go for? Because Jeff Goldblum has two in this movie because there's a deleted scene, which there's actually seven stages of transformation in the movie. One of the stages, is in this deleted scene and the stage was taken out along with it. It looks, you know, he's looking a bit leathery, a bit bumpy, and he figures out what he did, and so he tries to replicate it with a cat and the baboon, and it comes out being this, and it was a fluffy kitty too. Did it look like a Lygia, or did it look like one of your cats? It was. It looked like a gray Maine Coon. Oh. Like oh, it was a really kitty. pretty cat, which, of course, made it worse and was probably the reason why it was deleted, because, you know, violence against animals is not something people like. But if like. it's a baboon, it's a different story. If it was, like, a baboon and a squirrel, okay. If it was squirrel, <laughs> it's, like, you didn't kill all the squirrels you want in a movie, because fuck oh, squirrels. My. Oh
1: my god, you're still hating on squirrels and stuff like that. I've hated
0: squirrels for years. Okay, little fuckers need to stay out of my house. So he (laughs) fused them together and they do. They come out very looking very thing like. And he then proceeds to kill it by just bludgeoning it to death with something i forgot like what a he baseball grabbed bat or something yeah and it was like a hard to watch scene it was like oh because he's really deformed now and he's have struggling to do it and this thing is it, it's just hard to watch uh, thank you um this is the first time to thank censors for deleting something out of a movie
1: <laughs> well like okay but this the whole steak thing where he transports, like, he does two different types of steaks, and then he fucking feeds it to fucking Gina Davis. Like, why does this taste like this? And I'm like, oh, you you cook dinner, but you use the teleporter
0: for it. Oh, okay, thanks. I, honestly, I'm all for the food teleporting. I think that would have been great. <laughs> he should just make smaller versions of those, so people could have them in their kitchens and be like, hey, look, mango banana.
1: Mango banana. Five guys. I
0: want five guys right now in my house,
1: and I don't have to call Uber Eats or anything like that.
0: Yeah. Or use it for food combining. Like, imagine if you just combined a garlic with tomatoes. It would save you so much time making marinara sauce. <laughs> okay. So, back to the fly, or else, because my mind is now going with recipes. If I had this fusion machine, the things I could make, it would be amazing. But he decides <laughs> to make a baboon cat john carpenter monstrosity instead of like hey i'm gonna mix i don't know coffee in this no
1: and then steaks and feeding it and then this 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 steak tastes disgusting and this day tastes all right and i think i remember this movie being played on basic cable way back when I was younger, I remember watching this fucking movie like in grade school. And I'm like, this is fucking ter- Like this is weird and crazy. And, and this scared that scared me as a child. Um, nowadays I'm like, Oh shit. I remember that, you know? And it, it's so crazy that like your childhood can remind you about the most like movies that aren't even s- for children that you just end up watching on a whim.
0: Oh, yeah, The Fly was on quite a bit. Of course, sh- cut to shit.
1: Cut uh-huh. to
0: absolute shit. Edit, edit the shit. And then, when I don't know, did you have that kind of thing where I'm a big girl now, I can buy The Fly, and then you buy it, and it's like, oh, wow, this is the whole movie. Holy shit.
1: I think, like, further down the road, when I was young, when I was... I was still, like, a teenager, though, and my friends and I would watch movies all the time. That was one that we... Re- we rewatched again, and it was like, Oh, yeah, that is the big girl moment that everybody has nowadays. I'm like, I remember this, I think I've seen this movie like 50 billion times. Mm-hmm.
0: And they showed, yeah, they did show it a lot like on TNT FX. FX is the channel they always had it on, mm-hmm. and they usually showed it with the sequel, mm-hmm. which you know is a whole different <laughs> thing.
1: Another story, another like I wouldn't watch that one either. I'd be like, nah, no, nah, forget that. Fuck that.
0: Well, I it was actually directed by the uh the gentleman who did the special effects in this. I have to look him up. I should not have forgotten his name because clearly his work I mean this one this movie won a few awards. This is a case of um it this is a horror movie that won an Oscar. Which does not happen because the all the award shows they see horror movies and they're like oh no mm, and they put their uh no, nose up at it but David Cronenberg's like haha I'm going Chris like Wales this. or Wallace Wallace yeah Chris Wallace he did he directed the sequel uh-huh. which I mean was still at points hard to okay all of us had a hard time with the dog scene yeah I didn't care you
1: know. about it. I didn't like I don't want like I remember this and I'm like oh fuck that.
0: Yeah, and Eric so yeah, <laughs> but it didn't have that like emotional grip that David Cronenberg's film has, which Cronenberg is really good at doing. Like, he is really good at making you feel for these characters, and the fact that it's body horror, it's hard to watch these established, usually very likable, well rounded characters suffer so much. I mean, Jeff Goldblum shouldn't have to put his ear in a little cup.
1: That whole that whole medicine cabinet was a fucking curiosity of his Mm -hmm. toenails, fingernails, like pieces of him just like not you know, just falling apart. Didn't his dick come off or something? I don't know. Oh no, it was a dream that his dick came off, right? Yeah, it was
0: a dream as his dick came off. And that was actually an element. So what happened is uh, Charles Edward Pogg, I want to say his last name is pronounced. He wrote the script. He, uh-huh. or he wrote a script. And then they got David Cronenberg as a director. And David Cronenberg has written most of his work. Uh-huh. And he pretty much rewrote it, but left the structure in. And that element where he's keeping the parts that fall off of him and they didn't, weren't going to have Charles's name on the credits. And David said, no, I used the man structure. I made a lot of changes, but in the whole thing about him, keeping the body parts is definitely his. Mm -hmm. So they both are credited on it, but man, that like, okay. So, so you're in this situation, your body parts have fallen off. They're clearly very rotted. Would you keep them?
1: it depends what kind of body parts that fall off like let's say uh a toe Uh, i do i i need that you know kind of need that unless like my new fly body is a little bit more adaptable because he would i don't know yeah it depends on the body parts yeah you know if i was a dude i'd be like yeah i totally miss my dick man i I need my penis i mean (laughs) I want to exaggerate. It's this big. No. Um, I I don't know. The way I just remember how like he had to mimic like, oh, this is how I eat. And so he just mashes up some fucking ho-ho donuts or something <laughs> and vomits on them in front of Genus Davis. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Hard.
0: Yeah. There was, this was no holds bar. This was not like the original where it's like, he just has a fly head and a fly arm, but he's functioning just fine. This uh-huh. one, he is in it. He is a fucking fly. He is turning into a fucking fly and flies are gross. I mean, <laughs> thank you flies for making it so that the world's not covered in as much shit, but they're gross.
1: Oh man. I see. I feel like this whole movie also has, has introduced us to pod sex too. Oh or, yeah. Or co coer- coer- coercing somebody or, you know, trying to get somebody to teleport to the bed with pods. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the, you know, I mean, thank you. Uh, I, Jeff Goldblum plays this guy very well because he's definitely an egomaniac. Mm-hmm. He's definitely like cocky, but he's likable. It, you know, except for when he becomes a, a dickhole because flies are dickholes on top mm-hmm. of being gross. And I, I liked that, you know, because think if you made a teleporting machine, I would use it to try and impress a guy. Be like, hey, look what I can do. I'm over here. Zoom. Now I'm over here without
1: clothes on. Oh, by the way, my clothes are over there. No, (laughs) no, I think I would use it to teleport away from the bad date just to get away from a fucking bad date. Be like, Hey, what's over there? Bam. And I just,
0: just like, Oh, where the fuck did she go? Her clothes are here. God damn. But that takes away all the fun of climbing awkwardly out of a bathroom window. Or
1: disguising your, or just covering your head and running fucking
0: crazy out of a damn, like, restaurant. Or just grabbing the waitress and having them cover for you. (laughs)
1: Like, tell him I had a very important phone call and I had to leave right now and just (laughs) book it. Yeah, I could see that. I could totally see that. But I don't know. I one scene that I remember mostly about this film was he fucking just puts on this beautiful fucking motorcycle like members only jacket that mm-hmm. was yeah and he doesn't put a shirt he doesn't have a shirt underneath this shit. He just wears it out and he goes to a bar and he's in a like what was it an arm wrestling competition with this one dude. And he fucking breaks his arm, and you can see it. You you literally see like compound fracture, just like bam. And this girl's impressed, and he leaves with this chick. And what I can't remember did they have sex or not? But he's also trying to get her into the pods to have sex with her as well. Um,
0: I they do have sex. Mm -hmm. And Gina Davis saves her from being dragged into the pod. Yeah, and uh. But that scene, I remember what made that the the arm wrestling scene so great was the music. Uh This has, I mean, 86, you expect a electronic score. I mean, it was nothing but synth back then. And this one, it's all classical. And I Uh can't, I'm on the internet movie database, but I have seemed to forgotten how to navigate this website. (laughs) The gentleman that did the music, Howard Shore. He did a great job. And that scene was so tense because you know what's going to happen. It's uh-huh. like, oh, he's got the fly powers that's make, it makes them all hulky and like sugar and look like he tans too much. <laughs> this guy's going to get fucked up, but you don't know how he's going to get fucked up. You don't know, is he going to just throw him across the bar, which he could do? Is he going to break a limb? Is he going to tear a limb off? And then you see it.
1: like <gasps> Oh, and yeah, fried chicken. Oh. Right,
0: practical effects. Practical yes. effects. Practical I love effects. the
1: practical. Yes, I love the special effects in this. The makeup on Goldbloom and how they did everything was mm-hmm.
0: fucking amazing. Uh, Brundlefly is a giant puppet. That was a that was all puppetry, and. I don't know, this whole thing just works, and it's so gross. Oh, this movie's gross. But when he, okay, so
1: when he turns, so Gina Davis finds out she's pregnant. She's
0: like, fuck. Yeah, yeah, she is hardcore, like, oh, fuck. It is such an oh, fuck moment. The only person she can go to is her ex- Uh, the the, the editor dude, right? right? Yeah, which I gotta say, man, Gina Davis, you really know how to pick them because she has the best ex ever. (laughs) Ever. Like, seriously, my exes would have been helping Jeff Goldblum throw me in the pod. They would be like, hope you like being a fly, bitch. Bye. (laughs) You know, this guy is like diving in front of him for her. He gets, but he gets his like he gets like
1: the acid stuff spit on his arm and Mm -hmm. I can't, I guess on his leg too. And he's like fucking like he's in shock and then trying to save her as well with that. I don't know. I got like douchebag qualities when I thought about him at first, because he was of course like jealous of Jeff Goldblum to the point that he like shows up in Gina Davis's apartment going, Oh yeah, I just wanted to take a shower. You know, I still have a key. And she's fucking annoyed and everything.
0: Yeah. You know, it, I don't know again, here we go. It, David Cronenberg's just great with characters because they uh-huh. here. He shows you I'm a douche, but then he shows you, uh, he literally is going to do that thing that all men say they're going to do, but won't, Yeah, you know? <laughs> like where they go. Yeah. All guy, every single guy is like, I would take a bullet for you. Bullshit. You won't even do the fucking dishes. Like, <laughs> See- just, this guy will. This guy's like, I'm not gonna let him turn you into a two people fly thing, Ermerbob. Bob. I won't let him give l- let you
1: give birth to his weird ass larva baby that Cronenberg yeah. is is holding on to.
0: David Cronenberg and squiggly maggot baby. He is a
1: gynecologist. And I know that you wouldn't mind Cronenberg being your gynecologist.
0: <laughs> oh no.
1: <laughs> no. Does he have cold hands? I don't
0: know. <laughs> he, he's he would be that really great gynecologist who like washes their hands for a little while with hot water beforehand and like warms up things because he cares about you because he's david cronenberg <laughs>
1: yes dr cronenberg will be, be in to see you shortly um
0: with his fantastic hair put
1: on this paper night game, of course like my ass yeah I'd be covering up my underwear and my clothing because I don't want them to see what, it, what everything is even though he's going to look at my netherly regions, so it's like whatever fuck it but yeah that was a scene I never knew that I, I never knew that he was that in that scene because that fucking scene holy shit it made me never want to have a baby ever when I was younger was the larva baby scene <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I mean, the 90s and 80s were full of, like, don't fucking have kids movies. I mean, The Alive, talk about the craziest fucking, like, no one will ever want to have children after this scene. Mm-hmm. Like, she's still strapped to the fucking bed, and this baby just slaughtered everyone, <laughs> and she's screaming. The whole thing is nothing but madness. Like, I've actually only been able to watch the first Alive movie. I've think, never been able to watch the sequels.
1: But I think of Dream Child where it's, like, Baby Freddy. Yeah, Baby Freddy, like, she gives birth to Baby Freddy and then he fucking hauls ass like his butt's on fire and then kills everybody. That's how I feel like that movie is sometimes, too.
0: Yeah. But, well, was she, she was getting an abortion? Or what was what was going on? Yeah, she was getting an abortion. Um, And... Because she was, like, battling with that. But I'm thinking, like, dude... It, it, you're gonna freak out when you have eggs come out of you, okay? <laughs> you need yeah. to... And I mean, later in the sequel, we found out she didn't have a choice. She yeah. she was quite literally found in a panic state by the doctors and the scientists, taken away to a lab, monitored and everything. And then her son was watched through most of his life and then he started going all fly guy himself in a not so gruesome transformation like he cocoons himself more traditionally because the whole thing with this is jeff goldblum is turning it's a cocoon Uh that's what it is that's why he's so like bloated because this thing is forming inside of him, which even adds so much to the body element, body horror element. Like, oh man, David Cronenberg, you're so good looking, and you're so good at making me squirm. <laughs> and man, when she like grabs his face because he's dragging her, and sh- it's it's the cocoon comes off, and it's the the fly. And it's still dragging her as the parts of this man that she was falling in love with are dropping off. And there's this grotesque, yet strangely somehow adorable. Like the fly, the The eyes is so cute. The little,
1: the little, the little face, the little bug face. It's so weird.
0: It's like, it's got the cute little fly face. It's like. I don't know why I think people think that gross tumor thing, baby Yoda's cute. Like just watch the fly. <laughs> That's so much more adorable. I, I
1: still I hey I, I like Baby Yoda as well. And I think baby baby Freddy and Baby Fly or no no fly face is okay. I don't get baby grossed Yoda out by either out. one.
0: I just freaks freaks me out. That you're thing freaked out by Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda freaks me out. Yoda always kind of freaked me out. I was like, why did they put ears on that green ball sack? <laughs> this thing looks like a tumor. Uh, it
1: looks it like was, a- It was a
0: wrinkly pair of green balls
1: and they put... Come on now. I honestly... Okay. Don't,
0: don't- I, had, I had a very... I had an elderly uncle that I remember seeing when I was like very young. And one thing I remember, Um, he had this huge growth on his nose. And... <laughs> Then I saw Star Wars and I was like, I saw Yoda and I went, oh, that, that, that looks like uh, my uncle's nose.
1: <laughs> Yoda or your <laughs> uncle looks like Yoda.
0: No, it was just this part on his, this growth on his nose he had. He, he was like oh 92 or something. Yikes. And so yeah, Yoda freaks me out, Baby Yoda freaks me out, but the grundle fly is weirdly precious, because it's got the cutest whittle face, but the rest of it's pretty horrifying, like...
1: When when Jeff Goldblum, you know, sheds his Jeff Goldblum-ness, and it pulls it apart and has all these crazy, like, it has all this weird viscosity kind of thing being pulled Mm -hmm. apart, I thought that was a really cool scene that they did. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. It was... I mean, th- this is definitely a argument for practical effects. I, it, one of the best transformation scenes since American Werewolf. Just it, it, I mean it. It makes all the top ten lists. If you look up top ten transformation scenes, you're going to see the fly, and you're going to see American Werewolf. They're just so well done. There's so much care put into it, and and then he gets fused with the freaking machine. And it's like you poor, poor bastard, and he's done all these terrible things, and you still feel so bad for him and then one of the saddest, saddest endings to a movie
1: is it's pretty sad the way that yeah
0: that he uses the very last of you could say his humanity and ability to communicate with her to tell her to kill him mm-hmm. like. <laughs> like he kind of takes uh, his hand
1: his his fly hand and she's got the the shotgun i think it was a shotgun and he mm-hmm. wherever his fucking mouth was just blow my brains out and that's what she did you know
0: yeah and she struggles with it she really struggles with it so You know, David Cronenberg, he's good at grossing you out and tearing your heart out of your freaking chest. You make you sad, too. Yeah, his movies, like, uh, most of his movies have parts that are just absolutely devastating. Like, Eastern Promises, definitely not one of the better Cronenberg movies, but there is... It it deals with the Russian mob. Vincent Cassell is in it, and he has to... This guy's been ordered by his father to kill a baby. that is his. He finds out is his brother. And he's at a at the water's edge sobbing over this baby and um Vigo Mortensen comes up and tells him we don't we don't kill babies mm-hmm. we just don't do that and it's a devastating scene and it Cronenberg's really good at that i mean this guy gives you emotional body horror gross out like and there's tons of erotica in his movies too tons it's kind of amazing that there is not a whole shitload of work that Clive Barker and David Cronenberg haven't done together
1: it's like isn't just those two world those two worlds combined together yeah would be like the master universe of everything Meow. Yeah. Um, full like, you're like you're talking about my favorite <laughs> big orange fluffy cat uh, did you have any other notes? Um, sh- oh, shut up.
0: <laughs> about the fly?
1: Or any kind of Cronenbergish type of stuff. I oh yeah. I can
0: talk go. about Cronenberg all day long. Hi, well, my I, name's I, Madeline. I, and, <laughs> and, um, I can talk about David Cronenberg forever. <laughs> Until you have to feed the cat. Until this little, okay. They've just been fed. They he's just he wants attention for some reason because he's ignoring his big floofy bed that I paid $30 for that he's ignoring. Yeah,
1: $30, 30 well, bucks no. for a fucking cat bed. Well, OK, so David Cronenberg, he's got so he has children that also. So his son, Brandon, mm-hmm. is also a director as well. Director, producer, stuff like that. Um, He recently released a movie called the uh, possessor 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 yeah he released a movie called possessor which i want to watch um i don't know if it's streaming yet and then there's another movie that was released in 2012 called antiviral which
0: i think was on netflix antiviral is great it's like this is definitely a talent that was genetic (laughs) i mean this is a first time director and not only that He's the son of someone famous. So that happens. Famous people's kids think I can do it too. Sometimes they can. Sometimes they can't. And this was a case of he could and he took it in this direction. Like antiviral is about. So celebrity has gotten so big that people are. They have mastered how to make cloned meat. And you can go and get a slice of your favorite celebrity. Lovely. Which they, um, with coronavirus, they (laughs) recently had an article, I can't remember where, with with them doing antibodies. And then someone mentioned like, well, they found out a Kardashian had the antibodies and they're using the antibodies to make a, you know, um, a what's it called? Uh, a vaccine uh-huh. and then they're like imagine you know if you could just if you could use a Kardashian antiviral c- vaccine it's like what? Like or antibody vaccine like are you serious? And it just gave me flashback to that movie I was like I could see this happening and it's scary and then they infect themselves with sicknesses from different celebrities so like say I don't know um guy David fury Cronver, oh, okay. gets a cold or guy fury gets hives <laughs> guy fury gets some hives and you're like that's so cool i want those hives you can get guy fury's hives you can go Ew. and purchase hives and have them injected into yourself and exp- and have the same cold like it's so it's this horror it's this crazy movie everyone should watch brandon Cronenberg's movie antiviral i'm gonna watch possessor i don't know when it'll come out but david cronenberg is making his um he's making his book consumed into a movie which again deals with cannibalism and body horror and stuff like that and i love cannibalism in movies (laughs) and david cronenberg and body horror so i'm excited to see that i haven't read the book yet i know very bad bad madeline it's like
1: it's like body horror and Cronenberg just go together like peanut butter and jelly.
0: He's so good at it, and it's such a fear that it, I mean, everyone can relate to it. Every single person, the fly is actually um, symbolic of aging.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's what he made it for. I know that there was a whole thing going around where people said it was about AIDS. And Cronenberg came out in a statement and said it's about disease in general and aging. So if you have, are someone dealing with this with AIDS, you're going to see AIDS in it. If you're someone dealing with cancer, you're going to see cancer in it. I had a, I had a whole thing where I had a giant tumor in my abdomen, and let me tell you what: if you're going through something like that, especially if you don't know what it is yet, don't start watching Cronenberg movies. Bad idea. Do not watch Cronenberg movies if you're sick. Bad <laughs> idea. It makes it even freaking worse. But I think that's why he's so effective because no one wants to go through a disease, especially that like deforms them and makes them hardly recognizable. You know, or any type of injuries and I mean aging is scary. I, I oh, sit yeah. here all the time like I'm only 35. I should be able to get up off the floor without groaning.
1: Or in pain. Or hurt your, yeah. your knees. Or like,
0: oh, yeah. That's not fun. Yeah. And then um, David Cronenberg went into Russian um, crime movies, which was an interesting direction. I don't mm-hmm. understand really where that came from. And he has had Vincent Cassell on a few of his works, which I'm all for. He's worked with great actors. I mean, we're going to be uh, doing a live stream about The Brood with mm-hmm. one of the hottest men. Talented, just sex on two legs, Oliver Reed. Like I give a higher <laughs> size, but if Oliver Reed came back from the dead, I would be like, "Hello, what are you doing today?" And he's great in The Brood, which you just watched it, right? Yes, or I did. That. And,
1: and <laughs> what and, a crazy and- Yeah, and when I, and I'll totally give my whole response on that whole movie when we do our live stream because next month is our one year anniversary of still fucking kicking it on a podcast. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. And
0: we haven't lost any members.
1: (laughs) Oh, put some ice on that burn. Oh, damn. That that dude.
0: I, I'm so, so <laughs> glad. Whew. Oh my. Wait, but who is it about? <laughs> I
1: don't know. All I can think of is that I can only focus on one other person when being in a podcast. So I mean, I, I love you, dude. You, you oh, don't.
0: You. No- Thank you for putting up with me. And <laughs> here's to another few years of me sending you bizarre Steve Buscemi thing that I find. <laughs> Oh, no, no. You got something coming in the
1: mail, too. I, I can't tell you what it is, though.
0: Ooh! I'm excited.
1: I found... It, it, um... it, it's a movie, though. <laughs> Ooh!
0: I love getting movies.
1: Well, once again, everybody, thank you for listening to the Guillotine Girls Horror Podcast on our cover of the amazing Cronenberg film, The Fly. Starting everybody's favorite, Zaddy himself, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> The next time you'll be hearing from us will be our one-year mark of hitting it as a podcast. So hopefully when you do catch our stream, if not, does it matter? Just wish us a happy anniversary. Other than that, bye-bye. Bye.